As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. I'm here, so... <laughs> I'm Shea Goodsogs and I'm down to dunk. Howdy, Oklahoma. My name is Chet Holmgren and I'm down to dunk. Dead gum. I'm Josh Giddy, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. <laughs> I have. I don't, is that like you eat them together? Everybody tells me to get the bag of burgers. I need like a straw. Like. <laughs> Howdy, I, I'm a, I'm an artist on the court. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to dunk. My name is Kenrich Williams, and I'm down to dunk. It might be Aaron Wiggins. This is a troll. It's a troll. I'm trolling. Howdy, Papa. Because I, I think it would take away from who he is, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Oklahoma. <laughs> I love Oklahoma to death. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. Perfect. Great. Very good. I like the hat. You bro. like the hat? Yeah. <laughs> Vava, this is J-Dub, and I'm down to dunk. I've been doing a lot of dunking. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me, as always, on Mondays is my good friend, Michele Berra. Michele, what's up? Well, it was not a nice Sunday. Like, ending the day with that disaster of a game. Um, But anyway, I think that um, these games are also very, very important and meaningful lessons that this team has to go through. I mean, it's a scar that I think in the grand scheme of things will be forgotten, but I think it is it is helpful to, to just discover that when you have a bad night and the worst team in the league by far has a great night, um, things can go south pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Thunder really pooped out of the toilet on this one, Michele. That's what I would have to say. <laughs> really yeah. pooped right out of it. Yeah, it was bad. I mean, there were points. Shea was just really trying to drag this team back into it. And yeah. there was there were some stretches where he was amazing. And he just, like, J-Dub had some good moments within the game, too. Um, Chet did early. And then mm-hmm. everybody just, like, thought this game was just going to be handed to them. They went up 10, basically. And then they thought, all right, Pistons are just going to roll over and die now. And we can just play however we want. And that was not the case. So Mark basically kept everybody, pulled everybody but Shea and put in like Kenrich and Jay Will, Keontae Johnson and, you know, Wiggins. And it was just like, all right, these like guys that I can count on to bring energy, like let's put them in the game. And, you know, it worked to a degree at times. But honestly, once you let a team... And this is like an NBA lesson you have to learn. Once you let a team get rolling, it is really tough to, like, stop that. It's really, really yeah. tough to stop it. Even a, even a team like the Pistons, who are one of the worst teams in the history of the league, they can still do it. It was fascinating, like beyond fascinating to me that Cade Cunningham was not in this game. And they played this well. And this is like their, 
this is going to be their signature win. They are 6-40. and 40. I don't care how you spin it. This team is 6-40. and 40. They stink. Yeah. And like that was a bad loss for the Thunder. It doesn't really change anything for the Pistons at all. You know, like it's yeah. cool, cool win. But, you know, the Thunder just have to, and, and some of it could be that they're looking ahead to Monday where, hey, we've we got this. Early, and, and also, this is also a fact. Early games in the NBA are always weird. Weird things always yeah. happen. You know, one of the early games that the Thunder played earlier this season was against the Denver Nuggets, who they play Wednesday. And they got shellacked by the Nuggets in an yeah. early game. So, you know, you can you can sugarcoat this. You can say, well, just forget about it. Like, whatever. I'm, I'm with you. Like, you need to learn. They need to learn something, you know, through this. Yeah. And they don't need to not forget it. Like, don't just, like, immediately forget this one. Go go learn something from it, you know? And, and like, tonight, they play the Timberwolves. Anything can happen tonight. Just don't play yeah. like that is basically what you need yeah. to learn. Like, don't play like that again. Or just don't have Scott Forster as, as your main referee. I hate talking about... <laughs> I hate talking about referees. But at a certain point in the game, said, oh, all right. There he is. Nice. I mean, I think that uh, to some degree there is um, a level of correlation between how many times you get deep into the paint and how many times you get to the line. Yeah. And 12 for like OKC had and five, way more. five for Shea, who yeah. drove the ball just over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And there was, there yeah. was definitely two or three times that I remember while I was watching the game thinking, Wow, like they, they, there's a like an absolutely a missed call right there. I mean, Shea is on the yeah. ground, missed a layup, and you yeah, know, like where, like where's the whistle? You know, there, there is yeah, an element was, to that. For yeah, sure. and it was very wrong. Like I think that um, um, a, a charge was called in a very like it, it was a uh, like putting um, the um, the shoulder down. And the exact same call was called in a different way, like five possessions later. It was it was very um, weird. Now, it's it's not important because OKC, no matter what the referees do or don't do, um, you have to win the game. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to win the game that is in front of you. But it was a very weird one. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I I think that the most controllable thing that OKC has to do it's not to triple team Jalen Duran and like just stay home on every shooter, including Bogdan Bogdanovich, who didn't have like a great game, but it could have been much worse. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that speaking about individuals is not always meaningful, uh, especially after a game like this, but boy, oh boy, Giddy Stephens was so atrocious yeah. that I don't want to even start discussing that. And Chet was not great on Duran as well. I mean, Chet it was not. Great. Chet was good early. I thought he was actually yeah. really good early. Uh, as yeah. as like the whole team was, but like he started to his effort started to wane a little bit. I agree with you, Giddy just had a bad game, like straight up. It was just really bad. Um, yeah, and, and and I mean, I get not playing uh, Vava uh, because I mean it's clear that back to backs are not really his thing, um, and and playing two times in in a span of thirty six hours is not great. Um, but the flow of that second unit was completely destroyed mm -hmm. and it was clear. So I, I don't know how to cope with this. I don't know what are the solutions to this, but putting in a defense like that is to me really bad. Mm -hmm. Like I, I don't care what time of the day it is. I don't care. Like you have to be better than that. Mm -hmm. And there were moments where he, he played like defense for like two possessions at the beginning of the game and then just forget about doing that for the remainder of it. Mm -hmm. So it's at a certain point, um, this is this is something that's not good. And again, uh, it's not it's not just him. I mean, Dub didn't have a good game. Um, Kaysen, after an amazing game against the Pelicans, mm -hmm. it it was not was not okay last night. Mm -hmm. So it's um it, it's also part of the story is missing. A ton of wide open trees, yeah. which is something that obviously doesn't do too much. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, and still, they're thirty two and fourteen. 
If you if you told me like, hey, they split the games on you know Friday and Sunday, like would that be totally surprising? It wouldn't be totally surprising that they split. No, uh, the way they split it though was very surprising. Like especially after just yeah. destroying the Pelicans, who yeah, are, which I, was a very hard game. That's a good team on the road. Yeah. And no, like no Zion, I get it, but even still, like we've seen that team be really tough without Zion. You know, they played probably they played more games without Zion than they have with him over the course of yeah. his career. So it's not like anything new for them. So yeah, it was it was definitely jarring to see them do that. But they still sit atop of the Western Conference. They would have sole possession of it because the Timberwolves lost to the Spurs. But now you now they don't, um, and they're tied again with the Timberwolves, which makes tonight just a little bit juicier. Because whoever mm-hmm. wins this one, you know, it, it'll de- determine who's number one in the West. It will determine, you know, it, it could be one of the determining factors of who coaches the Western Conference All-Stars, whether it be Mark or Chris Finch. And, you know. Yeah, they are both really playing for that, I think. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Which uh, Mark might just be like, hey, you know what? 35 minutes for Davis Bertans tonight. Let's just see it. Let's just see what happens. Yeah, which is something that I, 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 I really wanted to see against the business. <laughs> when nothing works, just sprinkle some Bertans in and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, he tried Can some it be stuff. Worse? I mean, Mark tried some stuff. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I know that you, you want some greedy guy out there, and this is why you, you put like um, some guys. But, Keontae. I mean, yeah. Keontae Johnson, yeah. Uh but, but like sprinkling some Bertans, make like make him take five threes in five possessions. Mm-hmm. Like he he can, I mean, at at some point during the game, there were moments where OKC missed like three, four wide open threes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bertans doesn't miss three, four wide open threes. You're not defending anyway, so just try it out. Yeah. Five minutes. Yeah, and I mean, see what happened. It helped them in the uh, the Dallas game. Yeah, you know, earlier in the season, yeah, I don't know. I don't think Bertans is going to save the day for them. I think that was they're going to lose that game no matter what. I think the mm. Pist- the Pistons wanted it, and the Thunder, you know, after the first quarter, just like over the rope. You allow yeah. you allow them to score forty six points in the second quarter. Davis Bertans is not yeah. helping you stop that. And they, they may have scored forty nine if if you gave Davis a chance. You know, I don't yeah. know. I think that that's, game, that's I, fair. I think that game is probably. I mean, you play like that, ain't nobody's gonna help you. <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, yeah, it's just. I mean, it is what it is. It's you know, eighty-two games is a lot of games. It's a lot of games, and to be perfect and to be the team that shows up and does the same things every night, like this. This team has been remarkably consistent, I would mm-hmm. say. And this is this is one of the moments where they slipped, and they yeah. would. They would tell you as much that this is, yeah. you know, they slipped, they were bad, they played poorly, and there's really just not a whole lot else to say, you know. The Pistons played well, too. Like, the Pistons played really well in that game. And yeah, Durham got, played extremely well. Durham and also, great. I said it already yesterday on um, the Thunder After Dark for the OKC Dream Team, but isn't it perfect, amazing, that Kylian A's is minus 14 in a game that uh, Detroit <laughs> won by 14. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that guy is a tanking machine. I mean, I, I think that the record of the Pistons will be much, much better if he just doesn't play. Oh, just yeah. Well, especially now that they have Monty Morris back, it was a little surprising that he played, that he started. It's like you have Monty Morris and Marcus Sasser. Why does he have to play at all? You know, he played 14 minutes. Why does he have to play at all? You know, that would yeah, be my question to Monty Williams. It's like, why why would you do that? You know? Even yeah, he's, he's even give even give me bad. Alec Burks, you know, backup point guard minutes, you know, over that. Yeah. There is Sasser is a Sasser is a nice player. I mean, not yeah. one that will most likely be a starter in this league. But he's he's he competes. Yeah. He's nice. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. He Just, can play. Don't play Killian. Just don't play Killian. But play Moose. Moose hit that three. It was like, I, I knew that ball was going in. The minute that he oh, yeah. let that thing fly, I knew I knew the Moose was loose. I knew it was all yeah. over. 
yeah, OKC was uh, was climbing. They were down four, and that three happened, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's another three of Mike Muscali's winning OKC one way or the other. That's right. That's right. I uh, I helped with a piece. Uh, James Edwards wrote a piece about the Pistons today. You should go check it out at the Athletic. And he proposed like a lot of different trades. One of them was for mm-hmm. um, Boyan Bogdanovich to the Thunder for Bertans mm-hmm. and a first. It would be the the Utah first for this for this year. Hmm. What do you think about that? Um, I don't hate it. That's what I. So that's what I told him. Was like, hey, I think. On paper, this is a deal that makes sense for both teams because Bogdanovich, he's a really good player. I mean, he's just like straight up a really good offensive player. But I don't think they would. I don't think they would do it um, because like he's he's older. He's not a good defender. There's a lot of reasons that they that they wouldn't do that trade, but. On paper, I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. And so I counter-offered and said, how about Poku in a second for Moose? <laughs> that I would do in a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, um, and, it, and like, let's be clear. There's a chance Moose doesn't play, like, at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But just... But it's Moose. Give me Moose for the back. vibes. Just just give me Moose for the vibes alone. I'll take it. Yeah. It's, um, it's a nice trade. Um, I think that Bogdan, uh, sorry, Boyan is someone that you can probably play um, in spots in yeah. the postseason. Um, well, I think the, that the thing, the thing for me that I said is like he hasn't taken less than ten shots since 2016. Well, you have to remove Giddy from the equation if you want to get him space. He can start. It's not that he's going to defend yeah. less than Giddy. <laughs> I mean, that's true. He was actually kind of good in some spots yesterday. Boyan was. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, if you, th- if you throw him in there as the extra, like, as an extra shooter score, I don't know. Like, yeah, can you imagine the, 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 the shots that he would get if he starts instead of Giddy? It would be pretty crazy. Get the quality of shots? It would be pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know if this is something that OKC will... Uh, will do. Uh, I can tell I you that, or not, that I just don't think it's going to happen. I would be very skeptical. But yeah. he's he's a better player than Bertans, and he makes so much oh, yeah. sense. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He, I mean, he's a much better player than Bertans. He can score off the dribble. Yeah. He's got juice in the mid-range. He can get to the hoop. He can do a lot of different things. But yeah. I don't think they would do it. That said, I think that he will be targeted immediately in the postseason. Like Without he can defend, yeah. I'm I'm more curious about like the Vava, Vava uh, Boyan connection. Yeah, I mean it's um they're not from the same country. Uh, it's actually maybe it's a rivalry. Could be. Um, who knows? Could be. Yeah, uh, they're sure. It, it's there's um a huge rivalry between Serbia and and Croatia. Yeah, but it would be nice. Yeah, I mean he'd be he'd be a nice player, but. I just don't. Yeah. I'd be surprised if that was the kind of guy they went for. I think they want somebody that can defend. Yeah, that's a doable trade. Like, is it is is that very different from Gordon Hayward? Forget you about to, you, you don't have to give up the, a first for Gordon Hayward. Yeah, I, I was saying forget for a second about the first round pick, which 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 is not something you like. Presley I mean, should forget about. You can't forget about but, it. But in a vacuum, yeah. would you rather have Boyan or Gordon Hayward? I mean, the yeah, answer is Boyan. I mean, it's like not even exactly. close. Yeah, it's not exactly. even close. Uh, you can you can rely, uh, I think, a little bit more on Boyan. Um, Definitely. And and I think it's um, it's something where if you if you give out, say, the worst of the picks that OKC has in next year draft, for example, I think that that uh, the Pistons will probably settle. Or something like this. Oh yeah, is that terrible? Like it's 20, not terrible. No, no, no. This is why this picking the draft. This is why I if, said if it, you give out the Utah one, yeah, it's a little bit better. If you give out like the worst of the picks that OKC has, 
which I think it's a first. I mean, why why Detroit should do it? Because why not? I mean, you they're already giving away the worst of their picks now. You'd have to give away the second worst, basically the Clippers pick, which is the twenty seventh. Not twenty seventh, but like maybe twenty second. Are you sure? Are you sure that the Clippers will pick before the Thunder? I'm not, to be honest with you. I, I mean, think the Clippers are the teams that's uh, the, the team that scares me the most. The way they look now, sure, but like they've been healthier than they've been in years to this point. Yeah, and like, do I believe True. that they're going to be healthy for the rest of this? If 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 we got word from somebody from the future that the Clippers stayed healthy through the rest of the season, then yeah. But but how far can they drop? Like, how far can they drop? Yeah. 20, like this 22nd pick in the draft? Yeah. Do you believe that is in the teens? I don't. Not the teens. No, no, no. I was saying like 20, 20th through like 23rd is, is, is yeah, between the third. Okay. You know, that's fine. That's fine. Like it's in play. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fine. Like it's not a pick that you should really be attached to unless you can put that in the future. So 23rd yeah. and Bertans oh. for Boyan? Sure. Yeah, if they would the agree to that. The point is, what do you do with Giddy at that point? I mean, they're not going to not play Josh Giddy. They would still start him. Boyan would come off the bench. Then I'm less interested. Way less interested. I mean, he, I def- think that I mean, Boyan, he definitely the, would. The val- definitely would. Yeah, then I'm not interested in any trade that brings a starter, a starting level player for assets. Because I think that um, you need you need to settle this thing before you move like am i willing to start someone else instead of giddy if the answer is yes then you do a trade if the answer is no then don't trade anybody at all because it's it's not going to change the it's not that if you play a guy off the bench in this with this team will change dramatically what the outcome of a playoff series is. If you think that you can start the guy or you can finish with the guy uh, and play him like 30 minutes a night, then then you're probably going to do it. But the best way to play such a guy is to start him. I mean, to me, what you're talking about is a scenario where you would trade Josh. Possibly. I mean, to me, if you're going to not have Josh, if you're going to supplant, I just think that you're going to supplant Josh. He's due for an extension. Like to me, to me, it's just like one. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think that that if it were me, I'd just kind of want to see what happens in the postseason first. But I don't think they're going to bring somebody in, keep Josh, and move Josh to the bench. Like I just don't see that happening. I I would I do think. It's not impossible, but it's highly, highly, highly unlikely that Josh gets moved. Highly, is he playing unlikely. like a starting level player in the league? He's he's not. Okay. He's not. Has he played like a starting level player at times this season? Yes. Did he play like on last year? Yes. Um, but did I, he play starting level uh, value against top teams in the West? The answer is no. Um, he played good against Denver in Denver. Okay. Okay, yes. He played good against the Pelicans on Friday. He, yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he played really good I'm against, not... he's, he's played well against some good teams. He has. Okay. Yes. Okay. Starting, starting, starting well. Like starting level well. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. think so. I think I yes. Don't think I share the same opinion. That's okay. I, I was he I, was he a top five player for KC on those nights? Against Denver, yes. Okay. Yes, definitely. And we'll see. That's the kind of the beauty of this right now, Michele, is that like we'll, we're playing two of the top four teams in the West tonight and Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I do think like it's it, it it's not going to like hey Josh played bad against the Wolves and the Nuggets they're going to trade him now kind of thing like, no no like, for I don't sure. I don't think that's the way it it would work but yeah like he 
he's got a lot to prove, you know, he's got a lot to prove and it's, it's growing increasingly more tough for him because like the pecking order is being established above his head a little bit. And like, that's not really any of his doing. It's just that Shay and Dub and Chet are just that good. And so Josh, I give him a lot of credit because like we haven't heard him being dissatisfied with his role. He's taking less yeah. minutes. He's taking less shots. I mean, it's less of everything for him right now. And he's still showing up. He's competing. And, you know, I, I feel for him a little bit just because it, this is not anywhere close to what, you know, we thought this scenario would look like this year for him. And some of that is some of the stuff that's gone on off the court, but a lot of it is on the court stuff. You know, yeah. this has not exactly been his quote unquote dream scenario. And, you know, you wonder to a point too, like, is this what he wants to sign up for when it comes to signing an extension? You know, like it's a two way street with that. It's not just the, the sure. team. And so I think it's going to be interesting. I don't think anything will happen with Josh in the next, you know, 10 days. But this is an interesting angle, though. Like, what if it's the opposite way? Whereas Josh that, that, that asks you, hey, can I get somewhere? I'm not playing here. Would you be shocked to anywhere? hear that? Like, I wouldn't be terribly shocked. I mean, you just like read the no. writing on the wall a little bit. And if you're him, you may want to go somewhere where you can prove yourself, prove your value a little bit to get a higher extension. You know, like that's not... No, that's my point. I mean, I wonder if that changes the equation that we are thinking about, that we have in mind right now a little bit, mm-hmm. where the Thunder move on just because it's... um. There is a team that is interested and he wants to get away. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm like, not be, sure. And, what, and to be clear, team? like, none of this is all hypothetical. Like, this is all out of the brains of Andrew McKellie. Like, this is not something. Oh, that's, yeah. That's it's happening. not sourced. This is not something that's no. happening. It's just, you, you just are putting pieces of the puzzle together. Like, he, I think he thought he was going to be like the second best player on this team, you know? And he was last year, you know? <laughs> He was that, and he's had some. He's had good games. He's had bad games this season. It's been up and down, um, but it's an interesting one. And ultimately, like when it all settles, like it's not going to matter. All that, all of this, like really doesn't even matter that much to me because of how good Shea, Dub, and Chet are. You know, yeah. they are going to have to figure it out and make a decision or whatever. But ultimately, I, I think the the most impactful thing that's going to happen with the Thunder over the course of the next few years is that Shay, Dub, and Chet get to play together more, and they get older, and they get more experienced, yeah. and they get to play playoff series together. Like That's going to be the thing. And maybe Josh shows up. I mean, and maybe I'm referencing this too much, but I just, I just also just wonder. Like, I think if it were me, too, running the front office, I would have a genuine curiosity as to what it would look like with Josh in the lineup because he played – I mean, he was – the second best player in that play-in game where they won the, the game in New Orleans. And so I would have a genuine curiosity about him because he like he shows up in games that are meaningful and he can be a guy that just is ultra, ultra competitive. And so I would have a genuine curiosity about what that looks like once you get to the playoffs. You know, we haven't... I mean, Josh Kitty's never played a playoff game before, you know? His team has never played a playoff game together. Like, what does it look like? Because guys, guys will show up, and guys, and there will be guys that won't, you know. And sometimes it'll be surprising. Like Dub wasn't great in that in that play-in game. And I know he's a rookie, and he's a better player than he was. Uh, yeah. He is. He's a better player today than he was then, and all that. But like Josh showed up. Like I don't know. So so to me, I, I still think this is like a wait and see kind of thing. But I can understand both sides of it. Like I can understand if somebody was like, "Hey, you should trade Josh now to get." value because I just don't see the fit. Like I, I see that, but I think I, I lean a little bit more toward like, let's, let's see it because I, I know competitively he's going to show up and I want to yeah, see sure. what that looks like. And, and, and to be completely fair, um, my thinking was getting a starting level player and not starting him to me, it's not worthy. It's not necessarily that I think that Boyan will yeah. change um, but I think that it would be very, very bad to get a player like that and not starting him. 
because yeah. I, I think that you bring away a little bit of the value that they are providing. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a nice comment in the chat from Grape Ape, um, who's um, saying that not many starting players um, have 12, 6, and 5 on 46, 33, and 81. Yes, that is absolutely true. Uh, Josh is a player that can pass the ball. Um, he has improved a little bit on the shooting department, especially the free throw, and is surely rebounding. Um, the point to me is thinking if that is a byproduct of the way in which OKC plays and the role in which he plays, because six rebounds as a four-man um, in the unit, it's not a really interesting number. And the five assists to me are a byproduct of how OKC plays and how much those guys have the ball in their hands. Then Josh is a very nice uh, player. But my point is, um, take a guy like Boyan. He will do other things. Is that better or worse for OKC? It's not the fact that Josh can be a starting level point, point guard in this league. Mm -hmm. It's can he be a starting level player in OKC, which is a different thought in my head, because the thing that he provides, which are rebounding, passing, and cutting, are skills that OKC has in other players. And it's not mathematically true that like the possessions he's taking now are handled in the best way that OKC can possibly have. This is this is my thinking. And it was last year and two years ago about is Josh the best player to maximize whatever OKC wants to do? Yeah. And I still have the question. Uh, I had like very serious questions about Dort, and I was very wrong uh, up until this year, where it dramatically changed the way in, in which he's playing. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, would, I, would I trade Giddy? I don't know. Um, I, say, I say it again. If I bring in for value, like for like a real asset, a starting level point guard to me, or starting level player, sorry, to me the choice is, hey, I want to start a player and see how that goes. If I take like Cam Johnson, to me is, hey, I'm going to start him. It's not, yeah, I, I get him and I play him Isaiah Joe minutes. No, no, no. This to me is going to bring very little value, if at all, somebody. Yeah. So I think you were also, you're illustrating the kind of player that I think will be brought in at the trade deadline if anybody is. And it's a probably yeah. probably somebody that's that is not, I would guess. Like the likelihood of it being somebody that does hold starter value is pretty low. And that it's more of somebody to like fill in the gaps off the bench. Because I, I think they have guys that can come in and if if maybe they play a series where it's just like, hey, this is not a Josh Giddy series, which I think is mm -hmm. totally possible. Then I, th I think they have guys on the bench already that you feel comfortable taking those minutes. You know, Kenrich being one of them, uh, Wiggins being another one of those guys, obviously, Case and Wallace. Mm -hmm. Like, you have guys that you can turn to in those moments. I think just having like one additional player would be nice because those guys are going to play anyways, the ones that I mentioned. Yeah. And, you know, just to have one other guy that, Perhaps like Casey Wallace isn't ready, which like most rookies aren't ready to play in the playoffs. Like that's just the the thing. And so yeah. I mean Kenrich, Kenrich hasn't played a playoff game. Yeah. You know. That is weird. It feels weird to say and think about like because he seems like a guy who would have, but he's never played a playoff game. I mean yeah. it's it's a th that's a what thing. do you think about? Yeah, go ahead. What do you think about like Durant completely dominating the Thunder front court, like completely dismantle, um, rebounding wise? I thought he up. brought. I thought he brought tremendous energy. I thought that he got really good positioning. Like he got, he sealed yeah. them really low. Yeah, on the block he was many deep, times. Deep paint position. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he did great. You know, I think their defense was bad. Like bad as can be, where, and this is the thing with the Thunder defense is that if it's not sharp, then you can tell right away. You can tell right away, and it's gonna and it's gonna be bad. You know, it's 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 either it's you're like gonna be 
it's going to be how many shots they will make. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's, definitely. It's, it's, yeah. They, it's going to be as good as the three-point percentage of the opponents, which was great and so terrible yeah. against the, the Pistons. Yeah. They can be I mean they can be better on Duran. Like Duran's a very very talented player, very athletic. You know, like there's a lot of things to like about Duran for sure. Um, you know, in the first game that they played, he played 23 minutes, had 8 7 1 assist, 1 steal. Yeah. You know, and they were sharp that night. You know, they played really sharp basketball that night. And they were in the game from start to finish, and they took him out of the game. And that they can do yeah. that to those to bigs that are like that that don't shoot it. But someone that's physically imposing, that's playing harder than you, getting deep paint position, doing all the doing all the little things when you're not willing to do all the little things, like he'll do that. He'll do that to you. I mean, that will happen. And so, I don't know. I don't think a whole lot about it because. Mm-hmm. Durance is starting center on a team that's six and forty. Yeah. Um, so like one night only. Congrats. Shake his hand. Tell him good job. Doesn't mean a whole lot. Doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Like that team still stinks. He's a he's part of the reason why their defense isn't very good. Still, like he's got he's got a lot to learn. Yeah. As a player, but any any given player can do a lot of things. You know. So I'm not, I don't know. No, I'm I'm not trying like major conclusions. Um, yeah. I think that when OKC plays like that, there is either they do it collectively or they don't. Yeah. Which and sometimes I wonder um, how much a guy that can match their biggest guy on the floor physicality. Mm-hmm. Could help in situations like this because mm-hmm. it, it, against the Pistons, you don't, you just, just don't care. But if it happens, I mean, it didn't happen against Valanciunas. Uh, Chet was insanely good against him, mm-hmm. um, and the team in, in general was good. Like the the Pels missed quite a good amount of um, of wide open shots, and OKC defense like was um, v- way more effective than than what it usually is. Yeah. I wonder if in a like what happens if you can't find a solution to some guy physicality in a playoff game. What is your go-to move? Um is it Kenrich? Is it Dub? What what are you doing? Do you're playing harder than you just did. That? Like you're just playing harder than you did. And you are getting steals yeah. and you are pushing the ball. You're just playing better basketball. Than you were yesterday. Mm. yesterday, there was a lot of selfish basketball played on the part of the Thunder. Yeah. You don't do and that. And lazy basketball. You I don't do that. Yeah, lazy, selfish. It was just like, we'll just show up. We'll just do it. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to do what they've done. And we've seen it. Like, we saw it against the Timberwolves, where they just decided, like, we're not playing any big guys. We don't care. The only big yeah. guy we're playing is Chet. But they're not as physically imposing down low, those two guys. So I, are, I, I so think that the best re- example is 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 against Jokic, where somehow with Jay, Jay Will and Chad together, they 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 were able to to like to have Jokic not really being extremely dominant. Mm-hmm. But that was one of the one of the few games in which we saw that happening and and actually coming to fruition. Yeah. So I, I I was just wondering if this is something that still we need to keep in our minds. Like, what yeah. is the avenue when when you can't because you, you have an I mean say that the opponents are shooting well. It's not that you really can't double a big man, which is something that they do. Um, and, and so I wonder. I'm not, I'm not saying that you should get a big man just because Doran killed you. It's it's not mm-hmm. the point. My point was, mm-hmm. whenever it happens that you are. You can't keep up physically. One avenue is, as you mentioned, play hard, uh, try to double sometimes, try to create turnovers. But when you can't, and it happened like a few times, it happens uh, against AD, it happened against Embiid, it, ha- it happened in a few against Jokic. Mm-hmm. How do you scheme up this? What do you do? Like, what is the? Is it is it mandatory? To see a solution right now, to have a solution right now, or something where you, you would much rather 
look at everything through the playoff lenses before you make a move because i think that it's clear that this thing is something that creates issue to okc i wonder if this is something that it's worth taking some um insurance on um instead of waiting yeah i mean maybe so i i tend to think that they're gonna play the way they want to play and they played Jokic three times once they got destroyed the other two times, Jokic was a minus nine and a minus nineteen and plus minus. Yeah. So yeah, they just... like to me, if I'm the Thunder, like my question is like, what big guy? Obviously, you're going to be afraid of Jokic, no matter if you have another big guy or not. You know. Yeah. So he's amazing whether you have run of the mill big or not. Like it just doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. So I would say. I would go, I don't know. I would go, I would just keep going the direction that they're going is, is what mm-hmm. I would do and not worry about it too much because they've frankly just been amazing. So. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, (laughs) I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dom. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What do you think about tonight? How do you feel about the game tonight? Um, I feel conflicted. I really want to see them playing in a different way with different energy. Um, but I also worry about the first home game after what it feels like a road-only month. Yeah, um, it's um, it's going to be tough, and it's going to be a game that Mini has prepared with a lot of care. Yeah. They are in a similar spot in terms of like perplexing losses. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, um, it's, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how uh, the lineups with Kenrich at the five are working uh, again against a team like the T Wolves. As of late, it's been on and off with those units. It's not like at the beginning of the of the year where those were the units where wow, you see really the Kenrich impact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not been like that over the past few weeks, I would say. So I'm very curious to see how that works tonight. And I and I wonder um, who's going to bounce back. Is it Jay Will? Is it Chet having a monster night after having like a a stinker against the Piston? Um, and what about Vava? Like. Probably was he just rested 
uh, for this game? Is he going to play 15, 20 minutes? Um, he's not a guy that I think it's used maybe at 20% of his capabilities. And I really wonder, like, what happens if you play Baba with good players, not mm -hmm. with just the second unit? Mm -hmm. What happens if you play him a little bit with Shea? What happens if you finally give him some spot-up opportunities, which is something that you used to do with a 40-plus percentage rate in the EuroLeague? Like, I think he's a guy that can do way more. Mm -hmm. um, and I wonder how how much of those stat line that we were discussing before about Gidi can Vava do with the same amount of minutes? Like, he's not the rebounder. Is he that far? He's not the rebounder. Yeah, I know. I know. He's not a great rebounder. He's not a good rebounder. <laughs> yeah, probably so. He he played in a in a different role in in Europe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a nice player. I mean, he's he's a fun backup point guard. I'm probably after I watching think him. He's more than that. I'm a little. I must. I'm. I think I'm a little lower on him than you are. But he's yeah, good. Yeah. Like he's fun. Like he's a fun player. He's been. He's been pretty good for them. He's been pretty helpful. I'm just a fan of things that makes that make other things works better, which is something that that um, Vava does. Yeah, yeah. I I don't disagree with that. I think he's he has been very helpful to this team. I mean, you look at his on-off stats with the Thunder, which, oh man, I'm not logged in to clean the glass. I had to restart. I had to, I had to do this really annoying update on my computer today that took so long. It was just outrageous. And now I'm like logged out of everything. Okay. Yeah. On-offs. Uh, he is still the on-off king for the Thunder mm -hmm. at a plus 14. You know who's number two? Yeah. You know who's number two? Um, isn't it Shay? It's Shay, plus 10. Yeah, Isaiah, then Joe. Isaiah Joe plus seven, Kenrich plus three. Those are the only guys that are plus. Yeah. Jay Will, minus 0.1. Oos, minus 2.5. Lou, minus three and a half. Dub minus three point eight, Casey Wallace minus five point three, Chet five point four, Giddy five point nine, Wiggs minus six point five, and mm -hmm. then you have the guys that just don't play a lot. Pertans <laughs> yeah, plus fifteen point three, a lot. Uh, Dub was minus seven, like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, true. Those units are like he over the past, I would say, fifteen games. He's he has been like wildly positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's been better recently. Uh, Bertans is a plus 15.3. Trey Mann's a plus 22. What's Poku? Yeah. What's Poku? Give me, um, give me a guess. Minus uh, 17.5. Lower. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Minus 22.5. Lower. Minus 27.5. Lower. Come on, it can't be possible. I mean, it's only in four four minutes, basically. Minus so, 41 and a half? Lower. Okay. Um, my, guess, my guesses are over. Minus 56 and a half? No, it's higher. Minus 49.8. Okay. In, in four minutes. Nice. I mean, Poku, we always nice. knew Poku was either going to be the best player in the world or the worst one. And... Yeah, it's unfortunate where the uh, where this has led us because I love Poku. Um, it's just funny. I mean, it means nothing. I mean, like to be clear, it means nothing because he hasn't played enough to like say anything. Also, the dude was looking sturdy the other night. That's all I got to say. The dude looked completely sturdy. You try to push yeah. that guy over, he's not going anywhere. That's, yeah, that's a big sturdy boy. I wonder. I wonder what happens over the next few years with Poku. Probably goes back. He's to probably Europe. like probably goes back, back to, to Europe, Europe and yeah. like has a really nice career over there, and you know maybe comes back and is uh, you know I don't know I don't know I love Poku I wish him the best hope it all goes great for him that's all I want uh, okay Thunder play tonight in Oklahoma City they play the Minnesota Timberwolves tonight they have the Denver Nuggets on Wednesday and then they get Charlotte Friday uh, so. Very interesting week, and I am so curious to see how these first two games go. Like these are these are big time yeah. matchups. 
for OKC. Um, you know, we're finally done with this devastating January schedule after Wednesday and get a bit of a reprieve in the month of February where mm-hmm. like even before the, the all-star break, they get a full three days off, you know, on the road, which is just like, wow, they didn't have three days off the whole month of January, you know, and they're going to have, we felt it mightily. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this yeah. Brutal. Culminated in a brutal <laughs> loss on a Sunday afternoon to the worst team, maybe in the history of the league. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. Yep. So, uh, okay. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Please, hey, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Got some fun uh, shorts that are up there, some some good content there. You can also just watch us talk. If you like to watch people talk, you can do that. Please hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button right now if you're watching. We've got quite a few people watching live, so be sure to hit the like button before you exit out of the screen. Um, more shows coming this week, a possible extra show this week. So be ready for that. Um, I've got my fingers crossed. It's going to happen. So we'll see. Um, trade deadline week from Thursday. So we'll be talking more trade stuff as we go through, uh, this weekend next. And we will have, I mean, emergency pods right here on the YouTube channel if something happens. So, be prepared. You can hit the bell. You can subscribe and hit the bell. That will let you guys know when we go live so you'll never miss an episode of Down to Dunk on YouTube. Um, yeah. Anything else before we go, McKelly? Hopefully the Thunder don't poop out of the toilet tonight. That is a, that is um I, I want this becomes uh, a way to say at least um, in the Oklahoma uh, metro area yeah. by 2026. Maybe we need we to can, spread the word. Maybe we can make a shirt. Out the toilet. Yeah, maybe we can make a shirt. Poop out of the toilet shirt. Yeah. Poop out. Yeah. Yeah. That's um that's great. Yeah. All right. Hope you guys have an awesome day. We'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.